Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric, and Bob's off today. But uh, feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Lines are wide open. I know I was off for the past two weeks, so I guess you guys are punishing me. But if you want to get online, feel free. Uh, I'll do my best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And some other news, you guys all know about you know Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Well, there's a, a new lawsuit out there filed against a company called Ripple. And Ripple is, I guess, the third part of the third largest of the bitcoins out there. And um, turns out that the lawsuit says that basically Ripple is just producing coins out of thin air. No kidding. <laughs> uh, they're producing fake money <laughs> just out of thin air, huh? Um, so the this uh, lawsuit that was filed in San Francisco County says basically they've been just processing tokens uh, you know for two dollars and sixty cents and uh, this guy bought them 650 of them of these XRP tokens to be used where I have no idea I doubt you can even use them in those froyo yogurt robots um, to go get your 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 <laughs> your, your uh, frozen yogurt automatically but uh, now he's let down to they're down to a dollar seventy each again they're down these fake coins purchased with real dollars at two sixty are now worth a hundred dollar seventy of real dollars. Why you want the fake coin is up is just beyond me. Um and there's more and more uh news out there about blockchain not really being the be all and end all that it that it's supposed to be. So even those things that have produced some of the the, the potential benefits of uh, Bitcoin and its old blockchain backend there may not be the be-all and the end-all that uh, corporations are going to pay for. So as well as the the coin being fake that even the technology in the back end is going to be not necessarily as valuable as everyone hoped it would be. So, be you know, be wary uh, if you're buying these things. Um, make, you know, please understand that they are fake, <laughs> they're not real, and a fool and his money uh, uh, are soon going to be parted. In other news, Apple also has a new update to their iOS that you might be aware of, and uh, 11.3. And uh, I, people who have iPhone 7s and iPhone 7 Pluses are noticing that the microphone no longer works when you do the update. So that could be a problem when you want to use your phone if the microphone doesn't work anymore. And Apple is aware of the issue, I guess. Uh, I could put a link up there for you. I know the cynic in me would say it's part of their <laughs> obsolescence process. Uh, but uh, it doesn't seem to be across uh, every system. It seems that some some of these Apple phones are having this issue, and it's unintentionally disabling the microphone. Um, but it is a, a fairly widespread 
uh, issue on your older iPhone 7s, older being what, last year's model? <laughs> I guess the moment you buy an Apple, it's an instant, it's older. Uh, but uh, we'll put a, a link up here for you on this story. If you're having trouble with your iPhone 7 or iPhone 7 Plus and you've updated it to 11.3 uh, or later, it's, uh, it's an issue. Uh, you're not crazy. All right, you guys are calling in, so let's see if I can do to help you out with your issues. And uh, we're going to go to Dennis in Granby. Hey, Dennis, what's up? Hi. Uh, I was just calling to follow up on uh, 32-bit app support on uh, future versions of the Mac OS. Yeah. They are going to be dropping 32-bit support. I believe it. Uh, in yeah. the in the Windows world, we have a lot of 64-bit operating systems that have been out oh. for quite some time, and they don't do that to people. But I I would believe Apple would do that to you. <laughs> yeah, uh, Microsoft and Apple have completely different philosophies, as you know. Yeah. So Microsoft is going to maintain that support probably for a long time yet, but Apple is dropping it. Yeah, I believe it. In his case, though, he probably would be you know would be fine to wait until that occurs. Um, but someday when he updates his, his iOS, his word will stop working and he'll wonder why he has this tool on his, on his desk that was designed to do document editing and he can't use it anymore because Apple decided you can't. It's just not, it's just crazy. I, I agree with you. Um, I now have to figure out what I'm going to do with an Adobe application suite that I bought for my Mac. Yep. A long time ago and, uh, probably not going to replace it. I'm going to go with open source. Right. Uh, option. So, yeah. And I think that's great because when this planned obsolescence stuff occurs and they start trying to get you to rent software forever, even though it was perfectly functional right now, it's just, I mean, I understand these companies need to get, you know, get, need to get paid, but you already paid them. You know? Well, yeah, I spent hundreds of dollars on the yeah. suite that I bought, oh, nine years ago. Right. And it works for you still, right? Exactly. It works great right now, but when they roll out the next OS, bang, mm-hmm. it's going to go off. And that's just, I mean, that should be illegal. I mean, it'd be like, again, you you, know, you do something to your car again and it stops working until you pay a fee. Uh, it's just, that's not how it's supposed to work, man. This is not cool. I agree. So, but thanks. I agree, but uh, I just wanted to make sure that the Mac owners out there realize that this can be a problem and it can bite them. I'm sorry to hear that from Mac owners, but I am not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> thanks dennis thank you yep bye-bye thanks for calling in on that kind of stuff because i'm not a mac owner but that would not i would i would definitely expect apple to do that to you uh so it doesn't seem too far-fetched um we're gonna go to john in woodbury next what's going on john hi um i'm calling about open dns yes sir now i've used uh canine for years and years sure and i clear the files and everything is fine yeah and a couple weeks ago i just got a blue screen Mm. um i went back to restore point and did all that yeah anyway i gave it to a guy here in town uh litchfield county computers Mm. uh found something with canine that was causing the issue sure yeah so he uninstalled K9 and everything has been beautiful. Right. And now I'm trying to put open DNS on. Right. And I can't get it to go. You can't get it to go. Um, okay. Well, open DNS is basically just a DNS setting in your um, network protocol. So you, you can you can always just set your system to go through open DNS by just changing the DNS IPs, period. 
That shouldn't be an issue. Well, um, I, I did that, and uh, it wouldn't stay. It wouldn't stick. I'd go back, and they'd all be gone. They they have special settings and a special method to do it with AT&T, which is now Frontier. So, John, when you... Um when you say it wouldn't stick, are you talking about your dis- your, your filtration? DNS, when I put the DNS settings in in your computer, they yeah, um, they won't. I'll go back and they won't be there. All right, um, that sh- that shouldn't change. You should be able to put any DNS settings you want in your computer itself. Uh, the network settings those aren't controlled by Frontier at all. Um, you're going to tell your computer to obtain an IP address for your computer itself, but you can specify a DNS setting normally. Um, and you're saying there's special instructions to configure it for Frontier? For, well, they say AT&T. Okay, but you're saying there's special, there's, there's special instructions in some way that they're doing something yeah. different? There really shouldn't uh, be. Unless I have the wrong site. Could you put up the link? Yeah. Oh, of course. Or open DNS for me. Yeah. Um, perhaps I've, because I just Googled open DNS. Uh, and of course, do I that. got a thousand different. Uh, yeah. Who knows what you're putting up there, man? <laughs> Always go to our site, especially for stuff that we talk about. If you go to the archive links, I'm sure we've mentioned open DNS a billion times, but we'll put a new one up there for you today. I appreciate that. And uh, you shouldn't, you should be able to put the uh, the DNS IPs in there, uh, settings yourself, and that should never change. As far as you know, dealing with managing the filtration, um, that can be a problem with, with certain internet providers, uh, where if you want to filter out certain types of uh, content, um, they, sometimes these providers make it more difficult. But again, it should all be set up a bull uh, through the configuration. So we'll put a link up there for you, John. Okay, I appreciate it because yep. right now I got no filter. You're surfing naked. Yeah. It's not That's good. That's what I don't want to do. No. Nope. All right, John. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right, bye. Bye-bye. So, yeah, definitely want to surf with some sort of protection. We're going to step out for a quick break. Danny and Bob, hang on. Two lines open for you. Feel free to get online. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. You guys are waking up. That's great. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling in. Again, talking about my kids is great. If you want to hear about it, I'll do it. I've always warned you guys. <laughs> That's what I'll do. But uh, let's get to your calls. We're going to go to Danny and Glastonbury. Danny, what's up? Hey, guy. Hey. Uh, got a question about buying a um, Chromebook. Yeah. Uh, I keep. Uh, I was searching for them, and I started getting these um, ads for uh, refurbished. Uh, it was a Samsung that r- regularly listed for three ninety nine for one hundred and seventy nine. It had an Intel processor, and mm-hmm. you know it seemed like it was okay. Is there any problem with buying refurbished? Yeah, the the warranties are generally ninety days or less. Oh, they are. Yeah, so you you got to be careful with that. Other than that, no. If the machine works, you win. If mm-hmm. it if it doesn't work, you lose. So I'd so. be better off buying one for like two hundred or twenty nine. Yeah. New. I would because again, the, it's so inexpensive to begin with. That's what yeah. you should do. Now I know you're still not ready to go to a Windows-based operating system, but it looks like you're still kind of inching toward a real computer <laughs> at some point. <laughs> well, actually, I just want this to put all my. Uh, my I have um, doctors' portals for all my different doctors. You know, mm-hmm. to communicate. I was going to buy a Chromebook just to put all my medical stuff on the, that book. To... Wow. Are you feeling okay today? 
Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> I, I, another quick question. This sure. uh, company, Cloudflare. Cloudflare, yes. That has that, has that 1.1.1.1. Mm-hmm. How's that for a DNS compared to open DNS? It's not the same thing. No? No, it's not the same thing at all. Um, it's really designed for, uh, I think, more. The Cloudflare is more of a... A, it's a web host, so it's a little different. So it's not the same as OpenDNS. Stick with OpenDNS. Okay. All, All right. right. Thanks a lot. All right, Danny. A whole laptop for your health issues. That stinks. <laughs> Hope Danny feels better. Uh, he's feeling good now, he said, though. Uh, let's go on to Bob in Enfield. Hey, Bob, what's up? Uh, good morning. Thank morning. you for taking my call. Sure. Uh, <clears throat> I'm running a computer with Windows 10. Yep. Okay. Fully update, nice. updated. Yep. I'm using Microsoft Edge as my browser. How come? Uh, I like it. All right. And, uh, That's fair. Fair enough. We got uh, My wife and I both got used to Internet Explorer, and okay. uh, it's very similar. So no, nope, fair enough. You're, you're, you're liking it. It's just all I need. I was just curious. <laughs> yeah. uh, the problem I'm having okay, is every once in a while, an Adobe update screen will come up, Adobe Flash Player update. Yeah. And it'll say your Flash Player needs to be updated. Yeah. Okay. When I was on Windows Defender, Windows Defender would come up and say there's a Trojan attached to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't do it. Right. Right. Uh, I would go on Adobe.com itself and go to Update Flash Player. Yeah. And Adobe would come back and say, you're fine. You're up to date. Okay. Without doing anything. Yep. Uh so this thing keeps popping up periodically. Mm-hmm. I've gone Google and uh, found a number of things to do to stop it, Yeah, none of which have worked. So you have some sort of malware, you think? Uh, well, I'm running malware bytes. Uh-huh. Uh, not, uh, I mean the full version. Yeah, or you could have a browser hijack of some kind. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've got Adobe Flash Player turned off in Edge. Yeah. Uh, and still periodically this thing will pop up. Welcome to why we don't like Edge and Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> so this is exactly the you know this is why we've never recommended Edge and Internet Explorer. It has it's been notorious for pop-ups and problems like this. Um most likely somewhere in your browser cache you have some sort of little browser hijack that is trying to pop up and get you to download malicious software. Yes, malwarebytes should protect you from it if you did download it. Uh, but you want to get rid of that pop-up, that annoying pop-up. So you should try flushing all your cache in the Edge browser. Um, that might solve it. Um, also consider running with OpenDNS. Do you already have that running? Uh, I'm not sure. If you're not sure, you probably don't. Hmm. Um, and I would recommend checking out our website for what OpenDNS is. It's a web filter that will also protect you because I would contend you are much more susceptible when you're on Microsoft Edge or Internet Explorer than if you're on the other browsers. Um, so you, you should add more protection if you, you know, again, you can like the browser all you like, but it's the reason we don't recommend it is for all these other reasons. Um, add OpenDNS to your repertoire and you'll find yourself a little safer. So try clearing the cache. That's probably some sort of browser hijack. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's probably malicious because Flash should update automatically in Windows 10. Exactly. And, uh, so we know it's probably a trick trying to get you to do something. And uh, so you got to stop it from happening, and that's by either clearing the cache or stop using Edge. <laughs> well, I think stop using Edge might not be an option. Oh, uh, now, how do I clean the cache? 
in Edge. Um, off the top of my head, I don't know, but um, I can go find the um, link to give you the instructions. Usually, it's on the, there's a right click where you hit a menu, and there should be a an options or settings area where you then would go in and clear the cache of the browser. But I couldn't tell you off the top of my head because I don't use Edge for all the reasons I gave you. Um, but I'll give you a link to how to do it, and you can go to our website, and it'll be specifically there for you. All right. All right. But uh, that's probably all I could tell you to do. Otherwise, you'll have to keep dealing with the pop-up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's an annoyance, but both my wife and I know not to do it. So we just back out of it, and everything is fine. Until the other one that comes through that you don't know what to do with. Mm. Right? That's what I worry about with Edge. So I, I know you don't like change, but try it. Try like try a Chrome or try Firefox. They work about the same, but they're much more secure and much faster. Yeah. I've tried Firefox. I found it to be a, a little less intuitive than Microsoft. Uh, mm. You know, the, the, maybe it's because my wife and I have used Internet Explorer and Edge exclusively. But I, I've tried I, both, and I find them a little more cumbersome to use. How long ago? Uh, maybe a year, year oh, and a half. Okay, that's fair. All right, well, we got the link up here for you right now, so... Uh, It'll show you how to clear the cache and uh, in your Edge, and that should solve the issue uh, with your Edge browser. I, I hope it does. Yeah. Um, that's it's most likely because you've got malware bytes on there. You you don't have anything happening necessarily to clean. It's just the browser being uh, tricked into trying to uh, yeah, deliver exactly. it to you. Exactly. So it's something within a, a cache, most likely that you've got going on there. So, all right. All right. All right, Bob. Good luck. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Bye bye. Bye bye. Um, an Edge user. See, I don't find too many of those. But, hey, it's fine. If it works for you, who am I to say um, you can't use a tool? I mean, there's tons of them out there. We just, we'll just tell you why we don't like them. Let's go on to Holly in West Hartford next. Morning, Holly. Yes, hello. Hi. What's up? My question has to do with um, antivirus or malware for a smartphone. Mm -hmm. I uh, have purchased a smartphone. It's a... Uh, Samsung Galaxy J3 Luna Pro. Okay. And I would like to know what antivirus or malware um, you recommend for that, or sure. does it come with something that's su sufficient? It probably, the later operating systems do have some level of Android um, protections, depending on the make and model of the phone. So I couldn't tell you if Samsung does. But I would tell you if you want a commercial antivirus for your Android phone, you would, I would look at ESET, E-S-E-T, or um, WebRoot, those two. WebRoot, okay. And uh, you should have some sort of antivirus on your on your smartphone. And ESET's free. It'll keep bothering you to update it manually, but go through it and update it manually. You can purchase it if you want to, of course, keep the company in business. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, those those two, I think WebRoot you'd have to purchase. Um they don't have a free flavor of it, but okay, it, it's so good. ESET is E-S-E-T. Correct, and we'll put a link up there at Computer Talk for both of them. Okay, and do you recommend one of those over the other? Well, if you want to go free first, ESET, and if you want to pay for it, WebRoot. WebRoot is a commercially, is really a good quality antivirus in general. Um, so just comes down to your preference. Free, both of them are good, free or you pay. <laughs> okay. And then in order to purchase it, do I go on their website? No, you go through the Google Play Store. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Okay. Great. Good. Thank you very much for your help. My pleasure, Holly. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Rick, hang on if you can.
Three lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Everything we've talked about has been posted live by Mike G. Uh, he'll do it through uh, our website at computertalkwithtab.com, the uh, Facebook site. And if Mark Zuckerberg deems the news worthy, he'll show it to you. And even on Twitter, although you had to change your password because the dinglings at Twitter put all your passwords out there for everybody to see. Welcome to the cloud, my friends. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. Bob is off today, but I'm here live. And uh, do my best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. And speaking of concerns, before I get to your calls, uh, the folks in the Senate here in Hartford uh, just recently resurrected a net neutrality bill um, to go against the new FCC rules that kind of removed those cons uh, restrictions um, on Internet providers that allowed them to manage their network. And the folks in the Senate here in Connecticut think they know how the Internet works. Now, remember, these are the same guys and gals who thought they were loaning Hartford $50 million but gave them half a billion dollars. Same people. And they know how the Internet works. I would contend they don't even know how economics works. Um, so they're going after net neutrality. and we're gonna, it, Just imagine if the states had their own Internet rules. You want to see the Internet look like our power grid? This is how it starts. When these folks meddle with the market, and I'm telling you, it's a bad idea, guys. You don't even know if you're, if you're loaning $50 million versus half a billion, and you think you know how the Internet works. Please, stop helping us. Let's go on to uh, Rick and Danbury. Hey, Rick. Hey, uh, I have a quick question about starting a uh, website. Sure. How to... How do you go about that? I, I never did it before, and I just want to get some basic information. Sure. Well, the one of the easiest ways to do it is through GoDaddy. Okay. Um, you can go on GoDaddy, and they have a great website builder Okay. that you can um, very easily make your own website. You're going to pay GoDaddy for a domain name. Okay. So it's going to be the name of your site, you know, whatever the topic might be. And uh, you're going to pay them on a regular basis to keep that domain name yours. And then they'll have a little site builder where you can start filling in and configuring your own website there. It's pretty easy to oh, do. Fantastic. Um, so, you know, it's I can put some links there for you, Rick, but it's pretty straightforward. Uh, if you've never done anything with um, website design, you no. may want to consider maybe a, a community class, like a, like something held in your community, whether the, the community colleges or maybe your high school might offer some night classes on it. I bet you they do. But um, if you want to try it yourself first, GoDaddy is a good spot. There's others as well, but this is the one we're most familiar with. Well, we were thinking about um, putting some pictures on there, and, uh, you know, taking a couple pictures. And uh, Is that a good idea? I, well, for what? Is this going to be a commercial site? Is this for yeah. an, your internal use? Yeah, it's going to be for somebody that I know is going to start try to start a business. Oh, yeah. I think the GoDaddy uh, thing I just talked about is a great thing to, for, for a business. I mean, we use it even in, internally at Tab uh, for some of our clients' basic sites. It's really straightforward, and uh, it doesn't force you to uh, have to be, be beholden to a web designer. 
Um, you can edit the site yourself, and it's a straightforward, simple thing. Uh, for simple sites, for sites that require more complexity, you obviously would need a web designer. But for simple sites like you're talking about, that's all you need. Great. All right, Rick. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome, sir. I'll put a link up for you. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Let's go on to Stefan in New Britain. Hey, Stefan. Morning, gentlemen. Morning. Um, I I am going to be getting into uh, CAD yep. next semester at school. Mm-hmm. And I do not have a 64-bit system. You do um, not? I do. You I do? I my system a couple of calls ago, and it's laughable. Anyway. Okay. Um, I would like to know where I could get a used computer mm. hmm. that will be fairly reliable <laughs> um, so I can either... Uh, have it with the 64-bit. That's why I'm going to be shopping for the system. Yeah, is the first consideration, and then the uh, the you know the brand name, whatever it is, Lenovo, Hewlett Packard, whatever. Yeah, will be a secondary consideration. Yeah, I mean, I think you can get refurbished stuff through the mail order ser- services like HP and Dell if you really want to use system. Uh, locally, I wouldn't really have anyone I'd recommend um, for that. Yeah. But if you get it through a manufacturer like HP and Dell, at least you might, you still will have a very short warranty, I think, on it because it's refurbished. Mm-hmm. Um, they probably will sell you additional warranty as well. But uh, uh, is the CAD software that you're going to use requiring a 64-bit operating system? From what I understand. From okay. What I understand, even the freeware version of it uh, requires a 64-bit system, and mine is definitely 32 all right. Well, that's gonna that stinks. Um, what about upgrading your current machine that you built recently? Could you? Uh, a Dell Instron fifteen oh three, I think it is. Oh, is it old? It hits like eleven years old. Oh, forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Yeah. yeah so I mean, I, I think your best bet, if you really need to go used uh, or refurbished, would be to look at HP or Dell's websites for refurbished. I think they do sell them, um, and you can. You know, go there and see if it fits your budget. The key, really, Stefan, is getting the proper video card for the CAD software. So, if you're doing wireframe 3D rendering, or if you're doing solid, uh, that's going to really change your specs. SolidWorks is something I'm going to be using. SolidWorks. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. You're going to need a very high-end video card, mm-hmm. um, and make sure that the video card specs on the software that you're using are going to be met by whatever you purchase. Um, yeah, I well, learned that lesson. Look at the software, then by the computer. Exactly. So I think that's my best advice, though, is check the mail order folks to see if they have um, refurb for you. Otherwise, you could try locally, but I couldn't tell you. I wouldn't give you any recommendations as to who you could try locally for that. For All right. All right, Stefan, good luck. Yep, thanks. All right, bye-bye. Yeah, SolidWorks is pretty popular out there when it comes to uh, CAD design. A lot of our engineering clients run uh, SolidWorks. All right, we're going to step up for a quick break, get back to more of your calls. We've got uh, Jack and Ken on the line. Two lines open for you. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. We are live. And, uh, of course, you can catch our podcast, of which we didn't have any for the past two weeks. But the old podcasts were there for the weeks that we did because they were kind of rerun shows. Um, but we'll have our podcast up there if you missed any part of the show. I had some folks email me from all across the country like, where are you guys? <laughs> and uh, so we're back. And I do appreciate you guys listening. And uh, 
Uh, thank you very much. Let's go to, I guess, Jack in Weathersfield's on the longest. Morning, Jack. Oh, good morning. morning. Thanks for taking my call. I've been enjoying listening to your show. Thanks. Um, I recently made a decision to go to a laptop from a desktop, and um, I have a new um, uh, laptop. I know it, it came with the Windows 10, and I'm going to have to learn that versus yeah. the Vista system that was on the um, other one, but mm-hmm. I'll do that. But the problem I have is transferring the um, emails from one to another. Mm-hmm. I, I brought both machines into a tech shop, yeah. and they worked on it, and they were able to get only the really the last 12 or 13 months of emails, and I have another 944 that are listed in my um, uh, to-be-read, uh, you know, storage uh, on your old machine. On the old, yeah. And, you know, he said, well, if you want to use, see those, you have to hook up your old one again. And I, I said, oh, no, I don't want to go through all those wires again. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, that's why I switched to a laptop, so I could take it and yeah. use it in different places. So is there anything you can do? I, 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 the Microsoft instructions on transferring and stuff like that is so technical that I couldn't follow it. But. Well, I'm a little disappointed in the guy you talked with who seemed to be an IT provider and he couldn't help right. you exporting your emails. It's called an export. You, yeah. if, if they're on your system locally, he would go into your mail um, software, whatever you were using, export the mail to a flash drive. You don't have to plug in the machine. Uh, and, and you, you have to plug it in to do the export, obviously. Export it to a flash drive and then you could plug it into your laptop and import it from there, generally, that's the thirty thousand foot view of what has to happen. The fact that he couldn't didn't know how to do that is a little shocking and a little scary. Maybe he was selling sneakers the month before, but um, <laughs> I, I'm not sure. You know, he he, he seemed to be be trying, but um, huh. obviously, he didn't mention that technique that you just did of he using didn't? a flash drive. Oh my gosh! So. Um, I'll I'll, um, I'll I'll try that and yeah. uh, see how it works. You just would want to go to the export utility on the old machine, export yep. it to a drive, and then you go to the import. What are you using for a mail system on the old system, on the old computer? Is it Outlook? Uh, the old one was mail, and now mm-hmm. I'm on Outlook. Yeah. So there should be um, documentation on how to export your email from Microsoft Mail. And then you'd want to have documentation on how to import it into Outlook. So it's going to take some work, but the IT guy should have been able to do it. Yeah, okay. So it's 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 only done really through uh, a, fl- a flash drive. Okay. Well, you could set up a network between the two of them, but that's just more even more work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got something to do, I'm sure, today besides doing that. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Jack. I appreciate it very much. Sure. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Uh, I think that IT guy was just trying to get out of doing that extra piece. Let's go to Kay in West Hartford next. Hey, Kay. Good morning. morning. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um, I am wondering how you can switch Android photos from an Android phone to a, either a USB stick or to my computer. You should be able to simply plug your Android phone because it should have a charger that goes into the phone and then the other end of it, probably looks like a USB cable, correct? 
No, well, the charger I have, it's a regular plug on one end and then the little uh, piece that you put into the phone on the other. Okay. So then you need to get a cable. You need to get a cable that has the same size piece, which might be a micro HDMI or some sort of micro connection for this for the Android side and a USB connection for the other. You may have to go to your phone store for that. Just ask them for a USB cable for your phone. Okay. And then you'll literally turn the phone into a USB drive. You're going to plug the phone into your computer and your computer should say, oh, I see a hard drive here. I'm using all this in quotes, but it should see all this. And then you should be able to browse to the picture folder in your phone, copy, and then paste them over to wherever you'd like to on your computer. Okay. That's how it should technically work. Is it possible for you to put something <laughs> up there? <laughs> I can try. Um, uh, it shouldn't be. A, it'll be generic. Um, okay. But if you go to the phone store, wherever you got your phone, and ask them for the right cable... That's half the the battle for you. Okay. Okay. And the other thing, um, I've heard you speak many times about net neutrality. Mm. Can you uh, put on your web some of the resources so I can get a better understanding? And I'm sure a lot of other people don't totally understand. Yeah, I can try to find some stuff. I may not be able to do it today, but I can put some stuff up during the week about some of the articles that I recommend you read. There's there's points of view that all come into play here. Right. And uh, that's it's really the key here. And it's really about control. Exactly. <laughs> and and that's what happens here when you get these, these senators. They need to have something to do. And uh, I really don't think they even understand how the Internet works, so they really shouldn't be messing with it. But, um, well, maybe you could give them a class. Oh, they, yeah, right. <laughs> and they don't care what I think. They don't care what the people think. Um, so okay. I'll try to put some links up there for you, Kay. Wonderful. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Enjoy your weekend. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Actually, my weekend is going to consist of power washing my house. <laughs> Not looking forward to that at all. Uh, let's go to uh, Bill in Farmington. Hey, Bill, what's up? Hey, how you doing? Doing uh, okay. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Enjoy your show every week. Thank you. Um, what I have is years and years ago, I took a class at a community college, and part of the project was to build a website mm-hmm. using HTML code, Yeah. which I did quite successfully. It was good. Uh, but then I moved on to uh, HTML editors. I started using, I think it was Front Page way back when. Oh, gosh, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. Well, now I've been using Microsoft Expression, which has probably been dead for years. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm just wondering if there's anything. Uh, Microsoft doesn't have anything anymore that supports you know, editing HTML that I know of. And I was just wondering if you know of anything that's good for editing an existing web page. I don't want to have to build the whole thing over again like in GoDaddy or something. Oh, because that would be the easiest thing to do. Because <laughs> yeah, really, I'm telling you, these site builders, you can you can really just put it together again, um, depending on how many pages you have, obviously. It could take a little longer. But um, not, I can't tell you off the top of my head because I don't mess with website editing myself. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what my assist the the software that my assistant uses, but uh, she's not online right now for me to ask her specifically. But there's tons of them out there. You, the point is trying to learn that all that uh, editing. It, it, it's going to drive you bonkers. If you go into a site builder where it kind of does all the background stuff for you, you don't have to yep. be a programmer anymore. I mean, I know you enjoyed it maybe in the past, and if you enjoy that, fine. But if you really want to just work quickly, even a even a guy like me who's not a programmer. And would never want to be a programmer. Can design a, that we, a website. Uh, I don't have the artistic eye, but if you've got the artistic eye, you must already. You don't well, need to know all the well, back end stuff. 
it's all built. It's just it's a golf league, so every week we update it. Yeah. And I use this, you know, WYSIWYG, uh, yeah. you know, editor. It's very good. It's And it has the option to either do it with what you see what you get, or you go into the code. Once in a while I have to go into the code and change yeah. a few things. But, yeah. yeah, I'm not looking to uh, do anything with coding again. I, that was years ago. I'm yeah. not interested in getting back into that. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't have any real... Uh recommendations per se for html editors that i could give you um okay. but i think you should still take a peek at the uh website builder under godaddy i mean i'm not marketing it or selling it or anything like that but it works really well we use it a lot and it's okay, yeah, it's really I, easy yeah they host my site so it probably oh. wouldn't be a big stretch to have you know go and develop it yeah and it doesn't i don't think it even costs that much um to do yeah. it so i don't think it costs very very little at all so okay that's all i was looking for all right bill well, thank you. Have a good weekend. You too, sir. Enjoy power washing the house. Oh, that's going to stink, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks. Bye. Oh, okay. A caller called in and said Edit Plus is a tool they use that you could try, Bill. Um, never heard, never tried it myself. But again, editing HTML gets a little tedious as far as I'm concerned. You get a semicolon in the wrong place and your whole website blows up. You know, it's almost not worth it. Um, and I'll try to find some stuff when it comes to net neutrality. I've got a few minutes here. But the idea of net neutrality is it's, it sounds so warm and fuzzy, right? This is how politicians sell us this junk. Um, net neutrality, every packet created and treated equally across the network, uh, nothing, nothing uh, modified or affected or blocked or throttled. And, you know, in theory, it sounds good, right? And I, I don't disagree that in theory it sounds good. But in practice and how the market works, it's a bad idea, I contend. Um, you want the networks to be able to, to uh, do what they want with their networks within reason. Um, if they want to throttle or charge you more for different types of uh, things, they should be allowed to. You know, Who says a politician can tell Comcast that they can't charge more for you to stream 4K movies down the network? What, what's wrong with them charging you more for that? Um, it doesn't, if you want more of anything, you pay more. <laughs> Why is that a, a, a weird stretch? You may not like it. You may not like to get, you know, Hey, I want to cut the cord and, and, uh, streaming is the way I'm going to save money. It's not. You have to move that packet and move that data and the data has to be prioritized. And the internet providers, I hate them too. Don't get me wrong. I hate the internet providers. I don't love these guys, but you want the market, you you want Comcast to crank up the cost because you want to know why? The fiber guy you haven't heard of yet is going to come in here and undercut them. But if the politicians put caps and market uh, mess with the market, the fiber guy is not going to come in and give you more choices. That's my contention. And then every time these politicians screw around with something they have no idea about, it makes it worse generally. Now, these are the same people who want to charge you a toll to drive on the actual highway. So they, they are okay with charging you for that. And there's other, other states that charge you extra to go down the HOV lane, right? You get ticketed if you don't have two people in your car. So they have no trouble understanding how moving packets faster on certain areas is okay as long as they're taxing you. But it's, for an internet provider to say, I'm going to charge you more to deliver massive amounts of data to Mike and less to deliver less data to me, they don't want that to happen. They want everyone to pay the same. And you know what that produces? A lower common denominator of junk. You want the market to give you the options, not a politician. Because they really don't know how it works. 
Again, they thought they were loaning Hartford $50 million. Turns out they're giving them half a billion. Same people. I shouldn't have to say anything else. <laughs> they shouldn't be messing with it. They don't know what they're talking about. Uh, everything we've talked about has been posted, tweeted, and Facebook uh, for you to review. And I uh, do thank you for joining us on this Saturday morning. Uh, and I want to thank Mike for producing. Stick around. Dr. Lessie with Healthy Rounds is in next. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. And have a good one. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.